Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we're growing the fullest and fastest produce we can in fruit picking. Next up, we're picky pruners hoping to satisfy the queen of hearts in paint the roses. And lastly, we're picky farmers rounding up just the right animals in tiny farms. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hi, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, guys. And Mike Grenier. Howdy doodly do. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> Our first game up this week is Fruit Picking, designed by Junichi Shinde, published by Korea Board Games in 2020. Number of players 1 to 4, ages 8 and up. Playtime 15 to 30 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us what's in the box. On the cover, we see the most enthusiastic man ever to hold a basket as he endures <laughs> baseball-sized raindrops, a choppy sea voyage, and a crowded marketplace to harvest his swirly apples or whatever they are, <laughs> all while wearing an indefatigable smile. Mm-hmm. Inside, we find 24 farm cards, 30 market cards, 72 seed meeples, a market <laughs> island board, and four fruit island boards. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game is ripe for the picking, mm-hmm. Evan, fertilize our minds with the rules. Mm-hmm. My pleasure, everyone. In fruit picking, the player becomes, oh, the players become fruit farmers who will plant and pick fruit and trade them for market cards. The goal is to collect a set of market cards that satisfy one of the four possible victory conditions. The four possible victory conditions are four of the same fruit, five different fruits, three pairs of fruit, or a full fruit house, as I like to call it, which is three (laughs) of a kind plus two of a kind. Uh, (laughs) A player starts by taking all the seeds from one space on their fruit island board and then distributes them Mancala style in a clockwise direction. The last space a player puts a seed on becomes their active pick farm for this turn. Then they choose to either add more seeds on that pick farm or trade the seeds from the pick from the market place to get the fruit market card. Now keep a close eye on the four cards available in the fruit market because an available fruit card could be outrageously expensive on your turn, but then it could become a practical bargain on future turns. All right, team, it's time to go bananas. <laughs> Orange, you glad I didn't say strawberry? Oh god! <laughs> and it begins. Yeah. Okay, so we played this game on Board Game Arena. Mm-hmm. It was a fast one. How did it look? I, mean, I think it looked uh, cool, fine. simple, simple, um, but colorful. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't actually get to play this one, but I'm looking at the art, and I love that the way they like all the art is like curvy and swirly, and like I don't know, it's just really cool looking. I agree with that. I got to say, I think BGA, uh, maybe this was, I'm not sure how long ago they made the um, programming for this, but I think it reads a little bit better in person. Yes. The components and the vivid colors. Yes, absolutely. Same exact feeling I had, Celeste. 
yeah, it was kind of dull on BGA. It did. It seemed it seemed flat. It it, it 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 I don't know if it lacked some of the detail that the actual board components had um and a bit of the depth, but yeah, no, it was some there was something missing. It felt a little yeah. off. Yeah. It looks like uh there's like a cardboard board with cutouts in it too to add some depth to it and where the fruit kind of stays inside of the barriers there too, well, which you the, don't get when you play online. The double Yes, and you you don't get to grab those little water tokens and stuff you know the little tokens in the middle and i think that would have been a, a, a that's definitely missing i clear that that main board is double layer so that's why it has the uh little yeah. cut out like little dish bowls which is i imagine nice for keeping all your bits in the same place mm-hmm. ed yep. likes that yes yeah, yeah. that's important it's very tidy <laughs> ed's into that <laughs> very tidy yeah 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 I gotta keep tidy all core. your bits in the same place man you don't want them flying around <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is interaction with others, right, Ed? Uh, yes, there is. And the main way, well, everybody has their own little Marcala board, as it were. There is one marketplace where the fruits are. And the first one to get those fruits, go home with them. And there mm-hmm. no new fruits show up. But if you really want that banana, and I mm-hmm. got the last banana that happened to be on the display, mm-hmm. no banana for you. No bananas. <laughs> no bananas yes, for you. We have no bananas. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. I, I was um, more than once. I think, Mike, in the world of the real world table, mm-hmm. I was sitting to the right of Ed in this game, oh. I think. Mm-hmm. Because as the turns came, Ed kept sucking up the exact thing I wanted right before oh, I got man. it. Oh, it, it man. It, 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 there is a lot of pain in waiting for or mm-hmm. missing the fruits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You see it just going away. I, I'm looking at the board, too. It looks like there's kind of like uh, spaces that you lay cards down in, and depending on what space they land on is how many of that kind of fruit are going to be in that space. Is that right? Uh, that's right. There, there's um, The different number of seeds you need to pay for are different. So the ones that are uh-huh. further to the right are the cheapest. You only have mm-hmm. to pay a number of seeds equal to the number of fruit you see on that, uh-huh. on that yeah, picture. Yeah, then that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I meant by the market is that as the cards in the market, the ones on the left are the most expensive, the ones on the right are the least expensive. But mm-hmm. as market cards are taken, everything shifts down to the oh, right. So, so you can also, that's what it the waiting cheaper. game is. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Ed loves to snatch it up right before you're about to grab. You're like, this turn, I'm just going to grab that fruit as soon as it comes to me. And Ed is just like, <laughs> nope. He always knows which one to grab to cause you the most pain. Tactic for like like well I'm just gonna wait a little longer for it to get a little cheaper. But mm-hmm. problem is by that time that happened, somebody got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the water farm. Evan, what did you think? Well, I I didn't quite necessarily understand the the whole yes. need for the water farm. It Thank seemed you. like it seemed like they needed to occupy a space on your board that had little to no function just for the sake of, I think, spacing out how you spread your seeds around as you continue to go around. Yeah. So it was more like a blank space, free parking kind of thing. We're I was really super happens. confused by it. And and it was like um, the distribution, like it was tricky enough 
I'm not, listen, I'm not saying this is a learning curve that is insurmountable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's a simple game. This isn't but... the campaign for North Africa. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I am saying for a simple, quick game, the learning curve was a tiny bit steep in that it was the, the way the trajectory of your seeds move around the board and how you track everything and when you pick up seeds, when you put them down, which mm-hmm. ones you're going to keep, which ones you're not going to keep. The water just added to that confusion, having the little water space. So that that was the I get that I think the way you do, Evan. I think maybe it was just a filler. I'm not sure what it was doing there. What did the water actually do? It's just another space where you can build put teeth, but it's not a, a fruit. It's it yields just, no fruit. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's like a placeholder kind it's, of. Yeah, spot. It's, it's another yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you have to drop teeth on it as you, you have pass to go it there. every time. Yeah, and um, so. Um, it's a backseat driver. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> in a way. Don't feel like it does a lot for you other than being mm-hmm. an extra space. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not like thematically like, oh, so you drop your seeds on it, you get a lot more seeds than anywhere right, else. Right, yeah, so, that's what I was thinking, right? When yeah. you said water, I'm I mean, like, you oh, do, expecting it to double your seeds The number of seeds, seeds you get is equal yeah. to, no, bonus seeds, is equal to the number of pictures you see. So you do get two mm-hmm. seeds when you drop there. Unlike right. the pineapple, you only get one. But the see, you see what I'm saying, Mike? <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, Mike? It's mm-hmm. kind of a, an unexpected learning curve for um, yeah. for a simple seeming game. So yeah. speaking of theme mm-hmm. and theme informing play, we are playing games this week. We're reviewing three games kind of with a similar theme, right? Kind of an organic farm, farm you know, yeah, growing, yeah, growing, growing theme, that sort of thing. Um, so... We're going to, I'm sure, talk about theme with each one of them. This game, I didn't really feel like I was doing anything to do with fruits so much as just gathering the right number of things based on the number of seeds, you know, seeds, quote unquote, that I had. So it was, I'm trading this group of things for this group of things. Hmm. Did anybody feel differently? I mean, I I didn't play, but it looks like that to me. I don't know. Yeah, for I guess for me, it, it there there isn't a, like a lot of sense of planting per se, but the the idea that you need to put the seeds up and put them around in the, in the various eater it can be lightly themed, I would say, but it, it definitely. <laughs> it, but it's a little bit of a stretch, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I could you slap I another definitely theme? Definitely has a big advantage, and haven't played a bunch of the Macala style game before. I uh. understood mechanic right away. It's like, oh, I know what I need to do and what to look for in order to trigger extra turns. <laughs> yeah, like landing directly or ending your turn right on the harvest house gets you yes. another move. Oh. Right. So if you so you might be able to cascade that into several free moves in a single turn if you plot it correctly. And right. It, Seemed pretty masterful at that. Yes, Generally, he did. Extra turns I, mean more seeds, and more seeds mean. He was mean, in uh, that house all the time. Oh, yeah. Ed was in oh, yeah. the house all the time. It's like Ed sees how, a bonus. How did you get there? He goes for the throat when he sees a bonus. I mean, he really does. <laughs> extra actions, extra like moves, extra components. Ed loves that stuff. I was uh, too busy too. reading the trivia for our fans. I think uh, <laughs> it's challenging. So this yeah. game is actually on our YouTube right now. You can see it. We played it live. Uh, so if you're interested in actually seeing the visuals of it, you can uh, witness it for yourself. Catch it at Which Game First YouTube anytime. Now, uh, to answer your question, Mike, 
Could mm-hmm. you do? Could you replace these items with something else? Yes. Any currency mm-hmm. for any item would have worked in this ring, mm-hmm. I think. So, um, and then the house could have been replaced with any number of shops or whatever. Right. Um, so in that way, it was. It wasn't a great theme. It felt felt more like a skin. Um, and I do wish the art was a little stronger. And I don't think VGA did it any favors. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes it does dull out on on VGA a little bit. But yeah, it looks pretty vibrant from the pictures that I'm seeing anyway. Yes. Like, it looks, it's pretty cute. But yeah, I can see how VGA would kill it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury fruit picking. Evan? Fruit picking is a relatively simple family game. Uh, and once Ed paved the way and sort of showed us the best strategy, then the game seems to, in a way, I think, lose a dimension to it because it becomes sort of systematic. Like, oh, this is the pattern you want to play. So as far as replayability, it may wear out a bit. Not, And it's not really my type of game. However, I still think there's enough good fruit in this barrel. I'll dig it up. Nice. Ed? The Macaulay style action here is fun when you can trigger multiple turns in a row. I enjoy the game and I would play it again, but ultimately it's not necessarily the fruit I would put on my shelf. Now, <laughs> and for that reason, I'm lightly buried and put some new seed for new players to play later. <laughs> I can see Ed putting fruit on his shelves. Fruit on the table was right there, Ed. It was right there. I know. All right, opportunity. So, <laughs> table or shelf, I'm not putting it on mine. I, I can think of many other options to entertain the family or friends than this one. It just doesn't, to me, strike as anything worth talking about in a conversation piece or on game night. So I will unfortunately pass. And if you have thoughts about any organic growing or the fruits you like, (laughs) we'd like to know what's your favorite fruit. We are at which game first on all social media. Hey everybody, what is going on with which game first? Well, Folks, we have taken over Monday night. Monday <laughs> night no longer belongs to football or anything else in the in the country or the planet. It is which game first plays live night. Mm-hmm. Eight o'clock, east coast of the United States. We are playing a game just like fruit picking for the first time. <laughs> and you get to watch us learn the game. But we also interact with you. We talk to you, we take your questions, we take your suggestions, and as Celeste said before, we play trivia games with That's you right. as well. It's because it really we love is you guys. an interactive experience. It's not just mm-hmm. watching us do our thing. It is you involved with it as well. Monday nights, which game first live, eight o'clock East Coast time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, for me, um, I just got my first of many, I'm sure, to come. Uh Contact from Leader Games. They're sending us a hoy mm. so we can play that for you guys. Oh, yeah, awesome. that's going to be good. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. It should be. It's on the way. It's in the mail. Mm-hmm. We can't mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to, you know, there's a lot more uh, people that we're going through to contact and, and get some new stuff for you guys to play. Cutting edge stuff that's just coming out. And uh, hopefully we'll be in on that really soon. But the first one you can look for is Ahoy. 
It was great being at PAX Unplugged and getting back Mm. to conventions, getting back in the swing of things just like everybody else is finally. And we saw so many of our old friends, met a lot of new people, uh, played with fans. It was great. It was a totally great time. If you want to know a little bit more about it, you can check out our patron-only podcast called... Bonus Bonus Points! Uh, where we talk about, you know, little side quests that which game first goes on and pretty much anything that occurs to us. It's just for our, our fans that are patrons. If you want to become a patron of this show, you'll get access to all the back catalog of the bonus points and a couple of secret episodes of which game first just for you guys. And also access to our patron-only Discord channel. And we are on Discord all the time talking to our patrons. It is great fun and we love it and we hope you'll join us just go to our website and click on become a patron today it's just three dollars a month it really helps the show thanks so much and thank you everybody for listening thanks everybody thank you all thank god our next game up is paint the roses designed by ben goldman published by north star games 2022 number of players two to five ages 11 and up playtime 50 to 70 minutes. Okay, Mikey, what's in the lovely box? (laughs) On the cover, we see a curious and mischievous-looking cat perched atop a heart-shorn shrubbery as ghostly-suited characters, and I say suited literally, uh, (laughs) frolic in across the wondrous land. Mm. Inside the box, we discover a garden board, 32 shrub tiles, a greenhouse board, 132 whim cards, 30 clue tokens, three notepads, three yeah. character minis, four flower tokens, a velvet bago, and a royal log notebook. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you just how rosy this game was, Evan, grab your shears and prune us up some rolls. <laughs> Paint the Roses. It's a cooperative race game where players are the gardener for the Queen of Hearts in Wonderland. And the gardener's trying to stay ahead of the queen who has, oh, I don't know, a penchant for decapitation, let's say. (laughs) How does the gardener stay out of the range of Her Majesty? You do it like this. Players will draw whim cards, which are cards that describe a type of pattern that the gardener is looking to make in the Garden of Roses. There are three types of whim cards, easy, medium, and hard. Mm -hmm. Easy whim cards, they will always show a pattern of two colors. Medium whim cards, that could be a pattern of two colors or two shapes. Hard whim cards, that could be two colors, two shapes, or some combination of both color Mm. and shape. Mm -hmm. On your turn, actually it will be both a combination of color and shape, I should say. Mm -hmm. On your turn, depending on any whim card that you happen to have in your hand, you are going to place a tile on the garden and then let others know if it satisfied the conditions of any of the whim cards in your hand. The other players look at their whim cards on your turn, and they'll also declare if that satisfied a whim card in their hand and if Mm. that was achieved. Now, this is without directly talking or direct communication about what exactly is in your whim cards. This is the game. Players need to deduce how a whim card was exactly satisfied. If you're able to do that through the clues, a correct answer will advance the gardener away from Her Majesty. 
<clears throat> incorrect answers will double the movement of the queen as she chases you around the outside of the game board looking to lop your head off. So, so to win, players must successfully place all the tiles in the garden before the queen catches up to the gardener on the game track. Oh, now I must be getting on. I'm late for a date with a white rabbit. So excuse me while I... A very important, very important date. date. <laughs> I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. <laughs> well, uh, I, th- I think we all managed to keep our heads. I can't remember, but boy, oh boy, mm-hmm. this game, we played it in person. Uh, and uh, it's, what did you guys think of the look of the game before I give you my opinion? I liked the components. It had real miniatures, not just meeples, not just, you know, wooden cylinders painted a certain color. The queen was a real, uh, um, you know, figure uh, with not, with very nice components. The the gardener was real was a real component, and uh, I thought the colors and everything uh, played very nicely, um, easy to read, and of course it had the pads, the uh, the notepads, which were very very helpful in mm-hmm. figuring in helping us keep track of what we were trying to figure out. Holy cow! Yeah. We Seems you like could not pretty, play this game I mean, without one hundred percent probably, but very- yeah pretty language independent here Mm -hmm. like i'm not seeing a lot of writing that would have to be indicated on anything really no no fairly language independent although the cards are labeled in english hard easy or no right medium yeah but they're red green and blue so you know green is easy red is hard like i think it's pretty well coded Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with helpful reminders on the backs of those cards as to exactly what it is you're trying to guess yes. in the easy category, which is color to color. The medium mm-hmm. category, which could be either color to color or shape to shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, hard, which could be either of those plus color shape. Boy, hard was hard. No joke. That was <laughs> tough. Uh, but yeah. I, I really did like the look of the game too, uh, Evan. It had some really creative little touches uh not only the minis you know but the rose the rose components were a lovely flourish and the Mm -hmm. design of the board was very attractive uh easy to play i didn't even mind the around the board score tracker (laughs) which i normally can't stand but it went to a modest 50 which is, you know, I don't like it when the board goes to 200 on a And then on has a, a chip, that another yeah. extra 100 just in case you slap the board. Oh, yeah, no, you yeah. love those. Yeah. And I think <laughs> okay. that outside the board track, it definitely helped by the fact that you're being chased yes. by the queen. Yeah. So you got your, your, your mini on there, and then, like, you're trying to move forward. You're like, oh, yeah, I made progress. And then the queen moved closer, and they go... Okay, maybe not oh, enough no. progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a real cool. reason. You you bring up a good point, and yeah. it's a real reason to have it around the board. So that was that's excellent. That's an excellent point. And, and go ahead, Ev. The, the uh, what you're trying to do obviously is stay away from the queen, and you could always go for easy solutions. Those mm-hmm. are obviously easy. It's just you don't move as fast. You don't mm-hmm. advance as many spaces. You'll advance more spaces if you solve medium puzzles and you'll move even further if you can somehow get the hard ones mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um but it but the risk also goes up because if you get it wrong the queen doubles her speed it might take you more clue to get to that answer right but the point mm-hmm. is if you try to just game this and say i'm only going to take easy cards and we're just going to concentrate on just going easy 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 
you're not going to last mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because the queen is, I think, mathematically or statistically almost always going to catch up to you if you try to take that approach. So you, you, you can't fall back on just that. Just a little bit at least. Yeah. So you think like mostly mediums and an occasional easy just to stay ahead of the queen or? I, I think you want to mix. You do want those mm-hmm. easy ones because sometimes it take because you can solve any clue that's out there. So for three of us playing, mm-hmm. um, no, when it's your turn, you can choose which one of the other clues that you want to try to solve at that time. And um, mm-hmm. no, if there's an e- no, it's like having an easy one, there's a nice fallback. Like ah, Kevin, quite get all the pieces together for that hard one yet. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. shoot for that easy one. It's nice to have something like no, at yeah. least do some progress while you're working on the two or three clues you need in order to unlock a hard one. Yeah. Right. How how sure were you guys when you were making guesses on this thing? Sometimes uh, I, think did, I think we did pretty well, actually. Yeah. Sometimes very, sometimes not much. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, we, we were taking risks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say most of the time we had it narrowed down to 50-50 before we made a, we made okay. a guess. Right. We were not taking 25% success guesses or anything like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it gets, tr- it gets complicated to keep track of, you know, what you, okay, we've managed to isolate that it's no diamonds or it's no mm-hmm. this or no that. And we know it can't be this based on the questions that were answered. But keeping mm-hmm. track of all that without the little sheets they give you, they give you this little sheet oh, with a God, handy yeah. picture mm-hmm. and, and a bunch of different, basically a graph. And mm-hmm. They give you a graph sheet that you can mark off. Right? right, and you throw it away like a roll and write game. It's a sheet of paper. When yeah. you're done with it, you throw it out. Very like you. I don't know how you'd play this game without it. So it, it yeah, was just a, trying to remember all that information. That yeah, no, it would crazy. be impossible. Yeah. No. So it's a great tracker, though. It was a really great tracker, not mm-hmm. just to keep track of, but to help you uh, discover like exactly what you could be asking and what right. what questions. So it it was it was a great guide as well as a scorekeeper. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, Very clever and, and design. It's neat seeing just how many more spaces are on the hard tracker versus the medium tracker. So you look <laughs> like, oh, how much harder is the hard? Whoa. Okay. Um, <laughs> there are a few more options there. Yeah. All it takes is like one extra piece of information that you need to like exponentially increase the um, like the difficulty mm-hmm. of how mm-hmm, hard mm-hmm, it is to mm-hmm. guess. It looks Absolutely. Like. Yeah. yeah. Hards were hard. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah. It took a lot. It, it, we did. You had to, it takes you had to a wait long time several. To get it takes it, a long yeah. time to unlock those. Yeah. So you're cooperating. So let's time, pick right? the hard one yes. first. Like, you know what? I'm going to start with a hard one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike. We got that's, that one, though. Mike, you're right. It's a cooperative game. We are all moving the same single gardener away. There's one piece. Okay. From, yeah. So we are collectively playing the gardener. Um, oh, yeah. And as the gardener moves around the board, let's not forget, every time he passes the white rabbit, which is also a miniature, very cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that does is it increases the speed of the queen. Oh. So along the board, as you're making progress, it unlocks queen speed. And then again, 10 or 15 points later, unlock more queen speed. Wow. So as the game progresses, the queen speed, na- urgency, uh, normal rate speeds up as well. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Close that gap. So yeah. it, it gives you that sense of, of, you know, of the collision that Man. is coming. It's very dynamic. The balance of this game, like design-wise, must have been pretty tough because it seems like the information you get increases a lot when you the more stuff you have on the board. So they right. had to figure out the right matchup of 
well, they have all this information. Now the queen can go this much faster to keep up with them. Mm-hmm, That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And yeah, did you guys feel like it was pretty well, like, you felt on edge uh, most yeah. of the time? Huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I got a little too close. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did. There was a couple of times I think we were within two or three steps, and that is, you know, it's a nail biter. It's dangerous, yeah. 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 No, it, you felt it. You definitely felt it. That's really cool. It's great when a game can get that kind of balance that makes you feel nervous about it. That's, mm-hmm. that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the worst part was that time we made a mistake when she doubled her speed. Doubled like, her move. Like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll guess 50-50. It'll be fine. Okay, her speed is what? <laughs> uh, so instead of three uh. steps, she moved six steps. Go. So you basically, yeah. like, risked your life on a coin flip is what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I think we were at a point. I mean, you know. Sometimes you got to. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and sometimes because the spaces are occupied, you're when you when it's your turn and you have to draw and place a tile and you're looking for a place to put it on the board which will reveal the most information, you're not mm-hmm. always going to be able to get that ideal spot. Mm-hmm. You have to put in a spot that's less than ideal in which yeah. you can't re- you can't reveal as much information as you would like. So yeah. it's and that slows your pace as well. Mm-hmm. Especially as more spaces fill up because you have fewer options to t- to place that new tile. So that also is a factor that kind of closes the gap as the game draws to its close. That's really good. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Paint the Roses. Ed? Paint the Roses has a fun cooperative puzzle that you have to deduce. And that queen has you pushing your luck towards harder challenges cheap to keep away from that axe. So (laughs) I'll dig this up to try to keep my head again. (laughs) Evan? Paint the Roses is a very clever cooperative game. I like how nicely they weaved the deduction into a race against the clock game. The learning hurdle is the deduction cube placement, which is how you kind of encode, understand what the players are trying to communicate to you. But once you've mastered how that works, this game is fun. (laughs) Dig it up. Uh, yeah, it's it's loaded with charm. It is a game of deduction, and the sheets really help guide you through that. So I would say kudos to a very impressively designed game. It was very enjoyable, very engaging, and a great idea for a co-op. Absolutely dig this up. Well, If you have thoughts about deduction games, we want to know. And we want to know what your favorite deduction game is. Let us know. We are at Which Game First on all social media. The bumper played. (laughs) Yeah, Celeste. It did play. It didn't play for me. Oh, really? You're not? No. Enjoy. Mike, did you hear it? I heard Uh, it. I All right, too. Evan, you can give me a little bumper signal from now on, like <laughs> oh, a producer. Okay. Just I'll in case, my head to it because yeah. I didn't hear it. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Evan. Our last game up this week is Tiny Farms, designed by Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle, published by Dice Hate Me Games. Yes, <laughs> and Motor City GameWorks 2020. Number of players one to four, ages six and up. Playtime twenty to thirty minutes. Okay, Mikey. Tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box shows us a severely out of focus little red farmhouse, leaving the details for us to imagine (laughs) while plastering its name in yellow to orange ombre letters across the center. (laughs) 
Inside, we find a double-layered spinning board, and these are going to be estimates, guys, because there was nowhere to find the exact component <laughs> list online. So here really? we go. Mm. There's definitely a double-layered spinny board, which mm. is very cool. Uh, there's a bunch of milk cubes. I'm going to say maybe 20-ish. Uh, <laughs> there seem to be four player cylinders to kind of mark the players. Uh, four tracking boards. Some of them look like they were dry erase. Some of them didn't. I'm not sure. Um, there's a bunch of animal tokens, and I think there are five six-sided dice. Sorry, that's as good as I could get there, but that's what's in the box. <laughs> well, before we tell you just whether or not this farm comes into focus, <laughs> yeah. Evan, grab your hoe and dig us up some rules. In tiny farms, you're a farmer managing two farms but aiming to be the best farmer in the county. Yeehaw. Your two farms are blue and red. That's easy to keep track of. For each color farm, there is one community meeple farmer. So although we each have a red and blue farm, all players are going to move those same two meeples around the fields. Understand? Mm -hmm. Great. To move a meeple to the field you want, you're going to draft one of the rolled community dice and move one of the meeples that many spaces. Whatever animals are in the field that you move to are the animals that you're going to take and place into your farms. Now, players also start with the milk tokens, and milk tokens can modify the values of dice by plus one or minus one, depending on what you want. You're going to collect various types and combinations of animals to score points in different ways. The game ends after 10 rounds. You're going to fill up your farms after 10 rounds, and players will score their points. Each animal has, a diff- has different scoring conditions, such as a set of adjacent animals of the same kind, or different kinds, or the most animal of a kind between all players. There's lots of different ways to score. You also get points for unused milk tokens, but... Mikey, you're going to lose points for Mm. any size difference between your two farms. So try to keep those in pace with with each other. Mm -hmm. So let's go play with the whole family. (laughs) Family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I didn't get a chance to play with you guys. And based on the fact that Mikey could not find components online, I'm going to assume you played this on Board Game Arena. We Uh, did. Accurate. Accurate statement. That is it. Well (laughs) deduced. You can see it, at our, see it at our YouTube channel, which came first. Yes, you can. <laughs> true, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely see uh, uh, this being played and Evan uh, giving trivia, which mm-hmm. I assume was farm-based. Oh, it was. To our fans. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, how did it look on Board Game Arena, guys? Um. I mean, I, I want to say something first before we even talk about the live. Wow, you do okay. it. Do yeah, it, yeah, Mike. You know, I, I just... People that know me and have watched me play and see how bitter I get online about dice being rolled poorly. I love the name of this company called <laughs> Dice Hate Me because I really connected to that. <laughs> dice do hate me. So, like, the company name is awesome. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I uh, gave you a little extra time to comment about it when I said it at the beginning because I knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, Mikey, did you help them come up with the name of this oh, game yeah i was yeah, i was waiting for my moment just to <laughs> yeah well, just let's so let's answer your question there's always trade-offs we talk about it all the time when you're playing games online versus playing the actual board game mm-hmm. you know whenever you can minimize some of those trade-offs is a good thing and, and in some cases it's better to play 
online because of the setup, massive setup and massive movement that we wind up doing. Mm -hmm. However, I felt in this case it detracted a bit, mainly because, as Mike alluded to, you have the spinning board, Mm. which has circles cut out in it. So as it spins, it reveals new animals. That would have been cool to physically be able to spin that ourselves as opposed to having the, uh, the AI or whatever do it for us. Um, right. Plus, of course, you know, dice rolling is always, you know, less than optimal uh, online as far as I'm concerned. So because yeah, they don't roll. Yeah. Just, so so it, so it was mi- it was missing the tactile things yeah, I would have liked. It does, and it automates some of the stuff, so you don't necessarily see why certain things happen sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trade offs. Mm, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's true. Boy, oh boy. I know. I know. I guess mm. we're just all waiting for board games in uh, virtual reality space. Yeah. Reality. We're there. We're almost there. <laughs> I, I feel like there's there's a layout that's preset underneath the board. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you've played a few times or if you kind of looked under the hood, you'd get a better idea of what was upcoming. You know, you have more of an oh. idea of like what the, the proportions yeah. are and stuff like that. That, yeah, that's right. And also, if there were a way in which maybe to offset that, mm-hmm. you know, because the board will spin one segment, one eighth, I think it's an octagon, so yeah. it turns one eighth. Maybe if it were more random, if it turned, you know, if there was a chance for it to move either one eighth, two eighth, or three eighths mm-hmm. of the way around the board mm-hmm. in some sort of random way, yeah, um, that would break that up would... that that pattern. That... It would yeah, definitely change the distribution for sure. Like mm-hmm. maybe yeah. if you roll you know a certain way you could be getting more of those like special animals like the non-farm animals like yeah the non-farm animal called the forest friends yeah forest friends. <laughs> special <laughs> set of animals with these yellow backgrounds mm-hmm. that you're looking to grab as many of those as you can um because the more of those you find and you're able to place in your farm obviously that's a way of scoring higher victory points mm-hmm. including 18 18 if you get all five well that's the high that's the that highest how likely is that of scoring Unlikely. unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the math, but I would say unlikely with with great certainty. I got a, yeah. I got, I think I got a forest friend, or someone got a forest friend early on. Did I at some point? But you know, I think that I was like, like maybe one or two. So, you know, and that was yeah. it. I couldn't get the other three. Or, you know, so you, the, the 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 return of my that investment turned out to be low. Mm-hmm. Well, that was one of the things that's interesting seeing the print and play version that you can find online. And mm-hmm. you can see that they have three different wheels for underneath. Yeah. And you can oh, kind of see the distribution yeah. of the animal there. So it's like, it's like you wonder, how many cows are there on that dish? And we can see, oh, yeah. wow. Wait a minute. Are, not, are, are you supposed to do that? I mean, I guess you would know that after I mean, playing a while anyway. If you, yeah. Yeah. Also, if you had the physical game, like, you, you would put these together. Like, they, you have three different boards to stick under there or mm-hmm. like you can flip them or something so that's cool you could actually just keep making new ones yourself if you wanted to just to have a different mix you know ed and mike but. i don't remember did board game arena tell us for on whatever board we wound up playing or that the game allowed us mm-hmm. to play did it tell us how many pigs in total there were or how many sheep in uh, total like the distribution yeah, i thought yeah. it had a distribution list on the top of the uh, top of the screen it did about i how couldn't many were in remember there, but i don't yeah, I don't recall. I thought, I thought it you, did. Yeah, because if you didn't have that information, that makes the game very difficult. Right, you, don't know, you, kinda... you, can't, you can't judge the ratios. You can't judge mm-hmm. if it's a good investment of your time to try to go for right. pairs of pigs as opposed to the 
yeah. calves and cows, which are multipliers of each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. You'd have to backwards Five manufacture cows times it. times four calves is 20 points. And, yeah, you, right. you kind of have to trust the developers and backwards manufacture it from the score values that they have. Like, if something's worth a lot, there's probably fewer of them, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, mm. that's what I was thinking, too. Probably a good indicator. Yeah. And we talked about the milk token flexibility. Did we talk about that? We kind oh, of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the in the rules, and again, you start with uh, three milk tokens, so you can modify mm-hmm. uh, your your a die roll at uh, three times during the course of the game. Yep. But it's also a drafting mm-hmm. game in which right. in which you roll uh, more than one, uh, enough players worth of dice plus one that many mm-hmm. d. And if it you know if you're, it's your turn to go first, you get your choice of which die to move, and then you choose your meeple. So but if you're last in turn order, you don't have as many choices. You only get two, the yeah. milk One of two. token more mm-hmm. valuable when you're lack. It's like, ah, oh, I really wanted a four and all those left is a three and a two. Yeah. But I can yeah. take the three and turn it into a four. Yeah, I mean, one of the big tricks they that we mentioned it before, but it's just worth saying again, is that the score that you get in the end depends on the balance between the two farms you have. So a lot of times you'll see some juicy stuff and you can make one of your farms awesome, but that's not going to mean anything at the end of the game if you didn't also beef up the other farm. Mm. So when you're moving yeah. those little tokens around the red or the blue, depends on that shows where it's going to go on your board. It reminds me of the mechanic in games where you have, you know, two two areas that you have to fill and you get the lowest of the two the scores. Of the two. Right? That's basically so it, that's an incentive to keep mm-hmm. right. both everything sides balanced. and everything up, yep, up, up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a tricky and a good skill to learn because it can mm-hmm. be enticing to really optimize like one farm and yeah. get it perfect. Yeah, I got it. That hurts. That hurts point, me. And then you look at the other farm and it's kind of like a stab, stab <laughs> yeah. child over there. And you're like, Run down. Yeah. Old, <laughs> old busted farm. See, to me, that is a huge, <laughs> like, depression. I have a hard time not optimizing one of them. So it's really hard for me to win games like this because I get so greedy. I want this super optimal score on the left, but then my right hand side suffers suffers over it and I just have a terrible score by the end of the game. This is like having children. You have to provide resources (laughs) to all of them. Yes. Resource allocation. Very important. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Explorers. It's time to dig up or bury tiny farms. Mike. Um, I found this game to be okay for the first run, but I'm thinking that it doesn't have a lot of legs, especially when you learn what's on the board. Um, also, for me, doing that balance of the optimizing of two different locations on the board isn't as fun for me because it always <laughs> drags down what could be an epic score. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay for now, but I think I'm going to bury it just for the long run, the longevity. Uh, Evan? Mike, this game had lots of legs. There were cows, there were pigs, <laughs> Even there were all chickens, sorts of things like, walking yeah, on monkeys. four or more legs. So I don't know what you're talking about there. Um, Tiny Farm, I thought it had some good mechanics and features. You know, the spinning board, very cool. Revealing different animals, I like that. Dice drafting, always like dice drafting. Um, I thought there was enough here to keep this simple game interesting and i couldn't find any reasons to really bury it so therefore dig it up ed i i think tiny farm is a nice simple game it has a twist on that set collection element especially since you're trying to build two separate sets up gradually that's nice and it has a cute little charm and i think that'll play well with the family 
and a younger kid. And that doesn't necessarily <laughs> grab me, per se. Oh. So while I, I don't think it's a bad game, but I'm just going to give it a light mm-hmm. grade. It's just not for me personally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, if you have thoughts about, hmm, the best animals for your farm, let us know. What's your favorite pet? We want to know at which game first. We are on all social media. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. Come and talk to us. We are on Discord every day, social media, anywhere. Check out our Instagram. We've got great pictures of Paint the Roses and the most recent games we played there every week. And uh, if you have time, please leave us a like, a rating, or review on whatever podcatcher you're using on Apple Podcasts or any one of the small Android ones, Spotify, wherever you are. If you can just take a moment and give us a review or a rating, we would deeply appreciate it. It really helps everyone find the show. It's a great Christmas present. doesn't cost you anything except a little bit of time, and we deeply appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy Gaming Explorers. Hold me closer, tiny farmer. (laughs) (laughs) No time to smell the roses. The queen is getting close. (laughs) (laughs) Grab your jar of triple X and have a good time. Yeehaw. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) See ya.